Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. There we go. It's working. I was connected to my Bluetooth, so... Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, it wasn't working. It was funny. I didn't realize for, like, the longest time that, well, like, 20 seconds, I was connected to the Bluetooth, or that could be an issue. So when I realized, I, like, turned on the channel on my car where the Bluetooth plays, and, like, Uh my volume is super low, and all I hear is, like, a very faint distorted, hey, buddy, (laughs) or, like... (laughs) Like you were fucking drifting off into space. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. I I could hear your uh, I could hear the car in the background. And I thought like my headphones were messed up or something. But dude, it wouldn't be a podcast episode if we didn't struggle to start the recording. So <laughs> I'm always driving. <laughs> dude, you got? Are you doing? Uh, you doing Uber Eats? Uh, I was doing Lyft all day today. I started at. 6 a.m. and I just finished. Dude, that's a long day of driving. Yeah, I put in some hours today. I made like hundred yeah. bucks though, so I'm happy. Dude, that feels good, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to bring in a little extra cheese before the trip this weekend. Oh, dude, we're going to have a time. I'm so excited, man. Let me tell you, I was down in Providence last night. Um, oh, I love for, Providence. Yeah, for the, the Providence the PC and Villanova basketball game. Oh, wow. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, dude, that was, it was a huge game, and, and it was through, like, through the company. We, Providence was one of our properties, so we went down there, and we, like, met up with some of their staff, and they got set us up with tickets and everything. Um, and we went to, like, we went to, like, a nice steak dinner, too, in, in downtown, like, right by the arena, and then we just went out after the game um, and stayed stayed down there for the night. So I'm so tired right now. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, I just spent the night recovering for the day. This will be the sleep deprived podcast. Oh yeah, because I too, I'm actually, I think I'm like teetering on silly. Like, I'm so sleepy, I'm feeling silly. Like a little slap happy. Yeah, that that's a perfect way to put it. I'm feeling a little slap happy right now. That's when things get so funny. I heard that the Providence basketball arena is epic. Dude, it was so rowdy. It was so loud. Like it was so loud. Um. It's not. It's not. It's not big. Like it's definitely not as big as the shot at Ohio State, but it's like it's good size arena, and it was so loud. Did they win? They did not. They lost. Um, oh shit! But it, yeah, it was they're close, ranked. They were. It was a top ten matchup. I think. I can't remember what what the teams were ranked. Maybe like eight and five or eight and six or something. Um, but yeah, it was a close game. It was like I don't know. They I think they ended up losing maybe like five points. Um. But yeah, dude, it was awesome. And we had uh, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say we definitely had some drinks. How was the steak dinner? Was it awkward or was it enjoyable? No, dude, it was really good. So the people that were at the dinner, it was like my boss and my other coworker, and then our like kind of regional vice president, who's like an awesome dude, like super down to earth, super friendly. Just like anytime we kind of go hang out with him in a setting like that, it's just really laid back and really fun. Um, so it was awesome. Good man. Yeah, Providence is a cool, a cool place. Yeah, isn't that where you did your um, the Venture for America thing? Yeah, that's exactly where I did Venture for America, and I I thought it was the coolest city ever. I was a little bummed because I was twenty at the time, and I had my fake, uh, but I didn't I didn't really use it too much, so I didn't I get gotcha. to like, go go out in this. They did this, uh, like art celebration i forget what it was called but they basically lit a whole bunch of like fires on the the lake that goes through the town and oh, the city 
yeah, and like they had a whole bunch of dancers and vendors and all sorts of things. It was just a cool place because it has it has Brown there and it has Providence and then it has the Rhode Island School of Design, which is one of the most mm-hmm. prestigious design schools. I thought it was just a unique little place. And it's, you know, you can go to Boston, you can go to Cape Cod. You're yeah. close. Yeah, it's 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 right by everything. Yeah, and and yeah, it's it's a good mix of like being a college town with with those two schools there, but then also, um, I don't know, like it's, it's a pretty big city too, so there's like, like a lot going on for for the adult population too. But no, man, it was fun. Also, it it was it was my birthday too yesterday, so it was just like 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 a good ass way to spend the day. Yesterday was your birthday. Yeah, and Mike. Happy birthday, man! Thanks, bud. Dude, I feel, old. Like, I feel like an asshole, but I'm not on Facebook yeah, for right. the reminder, and I, I just don't have it remembered. Dude, if we're being honest, if it wasn't for Facebook, I would, like, I have, I have, because I, I always kept forgetting, like, all, like your birthdays and, like, and, like, Ben and Pelly and everybody, so I put them all on my phone at one point, so I remember, but even then, like, I'll get the reminder on my phone, and then I, I forget about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's such a nice thing to do. Dude, it's also so funny on Facebook, right, because, like, you know how, well, I don't like, they give you your Facebook memories every day. So I was like looking back and like, it used to be a thing, right? When you're in high school, like you would wake up in the morning and like whoever's birthday it was like, no matter what, like if you knew them that well or not, you like right on their Facebook wall and be like, happy birthday. (laughs) But now like, it's just such a straight, it was such a strange mix of people that wrote on my Facebook for my birthday, which like obviously it's appreciated and it's nice. Um, But it's just like the strangest mix of people that like, I really don't ever talk to. So it's just kind of funny. Bro, I used to take that so seriously in my like senior year of high school through junior year of college years how many people oh, yeah. wrote on my facebook wall on my birthday oh yeah. it was like my barometer for social success like, if it went di- up i thought i was doing great if it went down yeah. i thought i needed to change something up it's that dopamine bro the, those little do- dopamine hits in your brain when you get a like on on social media which is so dumb but it's like it's like a real thing 100 percent. even too- i mean on the birthday it's like uh it's even more of a dopamine hit because it's like, wow, that person cares enough to wish me a happy birthday. Yeah, but right. It's, like, yeah. In hindsight, it's a pretty absent-minded thing to do. Dude, like, like I, it's two words. Like, happy birthday, and maybe you throw on their name. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we'll whereas say, a call like, is so much more personable. Yeah, true, yeah. Uh, yeah, call. Call's always good. Dude, we, like, our generation doesn't even talk on the phone, though. It's, like, it's so weird. I mean, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel bad sometimes that I don't, like, call people, but... At the same time, like, a text, like, to me is good, too. So, it's, like, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, and, and then when you were in high school, too, and you got, like, if, if the if the girl you had a crush on wrote on your, your Facebook wall for your birthday, you're, like, oh, shit. Oh, it was game over. <laughs> gave, her, gave her a thank you with, like, seven years at the end. Oh, yeah, big time. Hey, is it, uh, is it windy out there? Yeah, it's very windy in Syracuse today. Oh, boy. I was picking up these kids from a sushi place in town called the Blue Monkey, and uh-huh. today's trash day in Qs, or for a lot of Qs, and so there's like boxes and trash cans in the road, stuff like that, and on the way to Blue Monkey, I accidentally ran over a box, and I had to pull over and get the box out from underneath like my, like the front end of my car. Guess what the oh, box was? Uh, sushi. I have no idea. It was a box for bananas. <laughs> What, were there bananas in it? There were no bananas in it, but there were. <laughs> it was like a box that bananas come in. And I thought it was funny because I was heading to the Blue Monkey. Oh, that is funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> I get it because monkeys eat bananas. Yeah, it was just super coincidental. It was the it was one of two super coincidental things that happened today. <laughs> I had to pick someone up from this place called King's Court Apartments, which uh-huh. I had worked a, I had worked a roofing job last summer or two summers ago rather. Um and the entire job was a massive project at this King's Court apartment community. There's like 40 mm-hmm. buildings and we redid the roofs for all of them. And that summer I met this kid named Shaquille, like Shaq. Yeah. Um the basketball player and me and him were like the best friends on the job site. We couldn't be more different from each other, but we totally hit it off. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the kid I picked up from King's Court, his name was Shaquille. It wasn't my friend, but I just well, thought buddy. the coincidence was pretty cool. Dude, that is that is that is pretty interesting cuz I mean, like I feel like there's definitely, you know, a handful of people named Shaquille in the world, right? Like it's it's like not a super uncommon name, but at the same time it's not all that common. So yeah, it's definitely pretty wild, but you picked up a kid named Shaquille at the place where you worked with a different Shaquille. I know, dude. I know. And even more, which this kind of gets into like the little bit of like, all right, Dylan, you're, you're losing me here side. But I don't know if you know this, but I have a thing for like the number 37. Like I have it tattooed on me and there's a reason why, et cetera. It's always been my favorite. That, yeah. It's always been my favorite number. Mm-hmm. Uh, after it was my favorite number for however many years, I found out that if you add the the digits on my birthday nine well actually mm-hmm. hold up will do you know my birthday oh dude i was thinking about this yesterday i know it's september is it september 4th fuck man you are such a good guy i'm pissed that it... you know that because you're right i know and, and so i know i know pelly's is may 19th oj's is 7 11 because that's like, easy to remember and then i know bennett's is, is december i can't remember the date though i think it's like it's like mid December, and then Zach is October, like like maybe like the twenty fourth or something. But I can't I can't remember the numbers, <laughs> the, the specific days. But I know the general time of year where everybody's birthday is. I was <clears throat> I was hoping that you would get it wrong, so I felt like less of an asshole for forgetting yours. Dude, I'm like I'm like not a big birthday guy though. Like I don't know, you know, like it, it's fun to like do stuff on your birthday, but I'm also not the kind of person who's like everyone's got to pay attention to me. Like I don't care. Like, <laughs> so I was like, go out and do like something relatively fun. <laughs> hey, hair looks fire. Let's go. Will, thanks for on the podcast. Say hello. Hey, Angel. Hello. That is my cousin. Hell yeah. I'm staying with him for the next few days. All right. All right. Yeah, so I'm just heading into his apartment building right now. Yeah, good good stuff A to B. Hey, you want to just take my car to get food? They already ordered. Where'd you order? Uh, nice. Hold on, Will. Let me just go upstairs so we can keep yeah, recording. Yeah, all good. All good. I'm doing, I'm doing my podcast, so. All right, I need to take a shower. His apartment has a spiral staircase. Dude, that's that's pretty fancy. I know, and it's a nice apartment, but it's not a fancy apartment, so it looks a little out of place. But it's also epic. The staircase is it like in his like actual unit, or is it like in the building? No, it's in his actual unit. That's that's lit, dude. My apartment's so small, like it's so small. It's a studio. I mean, gets the job done, but <laughs> I'm nervous. I feel like we're gonna be on top of each other. You and me are gonna be. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tight quarters. That's right. Though we'll get out and we'll do stuff. Though you know, like we won't be here all that long. Hundred percent. We'll just crash here. 
Um, Anyways, uh, about 37. Uh, if you add up 9, 4, 95, it ends up being 37. So you have the 0, 9, which is 9. Mm-hmm. 0, 4 is 4. 9 plus 4, 13. Mm-hmm. Plus 1, 14. Plus 9, 23. Plus 9, 32. Plus 5, 37, right? You, yeah, do you do the whole, like, 1995? Like, I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out. for. I, I knew what you are getting at, but I kind of zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So um, it's like you do, you do 9 plus... Four you, plus one plus nine plus nine plus five. Yeah, and it equals okay, thirty-seven. Yeah. yeah, my mine is thirty-two. When when you add the digits of my birthday, so when I was when I was growing up, I think I I got like a, a Patriots jersey with number thirty-two on it at one point or something dumb like that. <laughs> oh, that's sick, actually. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I picked up this kid from thirty-seven Kings Court. Dude, that's even more crazy. That and I, I don't know if we've talked about this on on the podcast or in general, like in other conversations. But I feel like there's there's too many coincidences like that in the world, where where you know whatever you believe in in terms of like a spiritual being or whatever. Um, there's too many coincidences in the world for there not to be some kind of like larger plan at play. You know, I think about that a lot. I just don't know. I, I agree with you that it is, but my thing is to whom do the coincidences happen and are they a sign of a greater plan or are they a sign of like, just like the higher power, just like winking at you and being like, Hey, I'm keeping this interesting for you. Aren't I? Yeah, Where, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was it my destiny to pick up this kid Shaquille today from this apartment building? You know, like maybe yeah. not, but also when it happens to me, it makes me feel like life is moving forward in a direction I can be proud of, or I'm taking care of my end of the bargain. Cause I found that I, these sorts of things happen to me most when I feel like I'm doing things the right way or how I should. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even with today, like today I knew I needed to make some money and I was doing my thing, you know, and I was be- being in a good mood while I was doing it. And then that sort of thing happened to me. But I, I hear you about, you know, a greater plan. Yeah. It's, just, it's like how much you pay attention as well. Cause that could have happened to anyone else. And they would have been like, Oh, fuck it. It's not, it's just a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that like things like that are, you know, like, like changing your, your destiny, right? Like your life isn't going to be drastically different, but I, I think like you said, it's kind of like, like someone winking at you and just being like, yep, you know, we're, we're here and, and there's something going on. I don't know. I just feel like, like there's so many, stories of like it being a small world and like this person knew this person and xyz happened um it's just it's so strange and maybe i don't know maybe you could be cynical and be like oh no it's just a coincidence but i, I kind of like to think i don't know maybe it's just comforting to kind of think that there's like something going on so <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it, it's both comforting and something feels a little wrong about being cynical not wrong morally but it just doesn't seem like the right way to live life yeah, it's yeah, just exactly. be cynical about the cool shit that happens, right? Because, because, like, what's the point of that? Like, you gotta enjoy. Again, I feel like we've talked about it. you just gotta enjoy the little things in life, man. Definitely, definitely. Like, hell yeah, I was, brother! I was driving Uber last week, and I got stuck on a, a snow filled hill that, um, I couldn't get all the way up. So I was halfway up, and I couldn't get up all the way. So I had to reverse down the fucking hill. It's not the only so time I, you couldn't get it up all the way. Don't have that issue. It just goes down too quick, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I, I'm halfway up the hill and I have to reverse down. I reverse to the base of the hill. And as I reverse, I like, obviously I, I cut through like a, an intersection, not an intersection, but a side street, like where mm-hmm. kids would cross. And the kid that's crossing is this kid named Ephraim Ozabor, who was like the student at SU that I got the closest to during my time at SU. Oh, damn. Like literally right fucking there, Will. Like I reversed down this fucking hill on a snowy night. And right there is Juice. And I rolled out my window. I'm like, yo, Juice, holy shit. And we hadn't seen each other in so long. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's wild. That's wild. You know? Totally. And and it's just a good way, you know, because I don't know, maybe you wouldn't have, like, reached out to him for any reason, but you just so happen to see him, so you get to say what's up. And, like, I don't know if you even chatted or whatever, but it's just, like, nice to, especially when it's someone that you're, like, close with, right? Like, you don't want to see, like, your ex or, this, you know, someone that pissed you off in high school all the time. But like, when you see good people like that, that's that's the best. Especially when you haven't seen them in a while or expect to see them ever again, really. Right. Because, again, like, what, what scenario would they, like, hang out? I feel like, it, you know, outside of outside of your, your work situation there, that there wouldn't be, like, a ton of other ways for you guys to hang out. So, it's, like, just just happen to run into them and there you go. Yeah. Got a little, got a little wink from the universe. There you go. Little winks from the universe. Love it. I've heard some. I've heard some people call them synchronicities, which I really like. That's a big word. Like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like when your thoughts in the outside world they synchronize perfectly. For example, mm-hmm. you think about your mom, and then she calls you within the next thirty seconds. Things like that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that's wild. It happened the other day with a a girl from Tinder. This girl Nina. She, I thought about her, and then she messaged me on Tinder literally within the same ten seconds. And then we ended up hanging out for the first time, and she totally sucked. <laughs> I, hope, I hope she hears this. She was so rude. What's um, her name, Nina? Nina, yeah. So so rude for a girl with such a sweet name. Come but on, Nina. <laughs> you're like, it reveals your destiny. But like, it's like I had one of them happen, but it was with her. So, like, what does that even mean? Well, hey, but, you know, maybe Nina wasn't the one for you, and the universe was just saying, like, she's got to get this one out of the way. So maybe the universe made you think of Nina. And made me to text you so that you could get the data out of the way so you don't waste any more of your time, you know? Bro, I Dude, mean... Po- positive yeah. spins. Well, you're getting into something that's even a little juicier. Isn't every little action producing a butterfly or a ripple effect in our lives? Butterfly effect. I don't know, you know? Like, it, that that's so wild to think about, right? Because the big decisions definitely do, right? Like, if you hadn't gone to Ohio State, your life would be different. Or if you hadn't taking a certain job your life would be different but is the decision to like go out and get breakfast in the morning instead of making it at home does that can that like drastically impact your life i think it can but then how would you know too unless unless you could hop into an alternate timeline and see how it plays out but like you never know but what if what if it did you just don't you just you you will never know for example let's say the night I discovered Ohio State on the Common App, what if I had not gotten out of work early that night and I was exhausted and I didn't look at the Common App until the following day? And on that day, I was in a certain mood where schools in, you know, Wyoming applied to me more or inspired me more. And that's yeah. where I applied. And then I have a, a, a totally different set of friends. And you're just a dude that I will never meet in my life in Connecticut. And I'm just a dude in New York that you'll never meet in your life. Dude, that that is that is wild, man. Oh, I don't know. 
I, I just, yeah, I think you got to believe in it a little bit. Uh, like, like we just said, otherwise it's just kind of like life just sucks. But I don't, cause it's what? just like, it's wild. Do you take that as like a, like a somewhat depressing way to look at it? I don't think it's a depressing, well, I guess it would depend on how your life is. Like if, if your life was super shitty right now, then, then maybe you'd be like, Dan, oh, I shouldn't go to Ohio State. But I feel like, you know you have some good friendships and you had some good experiences and like you're, you're obviously doing pretty good now. So it's like, it worked out. I'm but certainly, like were, I don't know. I'm definitely not remorseful of anything that happened. I'm more just pointing out the fact that even the tiniest decisions ripple in a huge way in ways that you'll just never, ever know. Like you said, the big decisions clearly impact your life, mm-hmm. but the little decisions you like really never know. Like maybe me fucking up, sending you the link tonight and delaying me leaving Wegmans by 30 seconds made me avoid, you know, an intersection that would have been dangerous for me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? You can look at it both ways. You can look at it and be like, damn, if I had, you know, applied for that job, I could have been making this much more money and, and living this much better of a life. But, you know, sometimes you'll be dri- like, I'll be driving down the street, like you just said, and I'll see a car that got hit or whatever there's an accident. I'm like, well, if I had left five minutes later or five minutes earlier, I could have been the car that got hit. It can go, it can go both ways. It can be bad things, but there also could be good things. Did I ever tell you the, it's like a fable or whatever they call it. The Japanese one that I really like about the old man and his son. Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude. Is that the one? Yeah. It's where, where he, he, the horse runs away. The villagers are like, oh, like, that's so bad. Like, your horse ran away. It's so sad. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, well, maybe we'll see. And the horse comes back with a bunch of other horses. So now this guy has, like, all these horses and, and he's doing well. And all the village people are like, oh, like, that's great. You have some of the horses now. Like, you, you're, you're, you're wealthy now. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, well, we'll see. But then one of the wild horses bucks his son off and the son breaks his leg. Is that the one? Yeah, brother. Yeah. No, that. So <laughs> you're going to hate me. But the way I found that is. I don't know if you watched Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady like special on ESPN Plus, but he, he uses that proverb or story or whatever in one of his episodes. I, I, I didn't, I didn't awesome. get it from there, but I love it just the same. Well, yeah, and and I heard him say it, and like again, obviously because it was Tom Brady, I'm sure it had something to do with it. But I think it's an awesome way to look at life, right? Like you could have something that just feels like the worst experience to ever happen to you. But in the moment, it feels terrible. But if you take a step back and look at all the other effects, like, yeah, maybe it was bad in the moment, but maybe it turned out to be a good thing. So, And on the flip side, if it, you just never know. It's, it's like uh, I saw Russell Wilson. He has this uh, – I guess the guy passed away recently, and this is how I heard about him. But uh, you know how a lot of the top-tier athletes, they use, you know, like performance coaches? Mm-hmm. mind coaches essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sports psychologists that's what they're called i guess the one that russell wilson was super close to his big thing was called neutral thinking and it was this idea that you shouldn't respond favorably or negative to really anything mm-hmm. so if russell you know scores a 90 yard touchdown on a bomb mm-hmm. like pass just stay neutral about it if he gets picked off just stay neutral about yeah. it yeah because think about how exhausting humans. it is. Think about how exhausting it is to go in like the if if you're always getting super down, super depressed because something bad happened, and then like the next time something really good happened, you're super super high on on the emotion of it. Like the peaks and valleys would probably exhaust you if you if you fell into it too much. 
yeah, you couldn't you couldn't last at a high level, Mm-mm. even in business. You right, know? exactly. If Elon Musk was a disaster every time something went haywire, he wouldn't be half the entrepreneur that he is. Right, right. And that's good for like the like a good leader too. I feel like needs to have that mindset, just kind of like a steady hand, you know, steady steady hand at the wheel, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if you knew this about me, but I did get a leadership uh, studies minor in college, so I'm basically an expert. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I did. It was I, going back to to Brendan Greisberger, right? We had to take some of those leadership classes for scholars, and I needed an extra class when I was a senior, and I ended up being like one or two credits away from a leadership studies minor. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll get a leadership studies minor." I forgot about those classes Brendan just taught. <laughs> <laughs> just like a wild, just a wild experience. <laughs> yeah, Brendan, Brendan was out here just doing shit. Oh yeah. Oh man, well speaking of doing shit, what are we doing uh in New Hampshire when you're here, buddy? So Friday night we're doing karaoke. Karaoke. Set we're getting a good night's rest. Saturday morning, uh we're getting coffee and going for a walk and then some breakfast. Saturday early afternoon, we're getting live free or die tattoos. Getting inked. Yes. And then Saturday mid afternoon. Um, I was thinking maybe we could go do something fun and like casual, like, I don't know, go to, go to a movie or go, I don't know, like indoor driving range. Uh, yeah, like bowling or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some bro like yeah. competitive maybe. I like and, that. And then Saturday night, I say we, we send the most hopping spots in New Hampshire and see if we can, we can pull. Dude, this sounds like a great plan to me. And then Sunday, I was thinking we could, you know, maybe sleep in, maybe bum it and, you know, watch cartoons in the morning mm-hmm. and then get a bomb-ass brunch, I'd say. And then, I don't know, maybe we just leave Sunday afternoon open to interpretation. I like that. Maybe, like, I don't know, we can figure it out while we're there. Maybe something out of the box, kind of like. Uh, four wheelers in Arizona, but not extreme sports. Just like something like that you could do on Groupon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we go get bro manicures or something. Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> and then Monday we'll be going to Boston. Going and to then, Boston. And then I was thinking we either drive home from Boston Monday, or uh, a kid that I was pretty cool with in SU, one of my advisees, Christian. He lives in Boston. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe he could show us a good time because he's pretty. He like works in nightlife in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we we game plan that as well, and then Tuesday, uh, I think you have to work, and I'll leave. There you go. I like it. I, I will say I think Monday we might try and leave here a little early, just because uh, gotta make the most of the day with OJ, you know. Yeah, for sure. That means that means getting deployed uh, in like March, so I don't know what I'll see him next. When is he gonna arrive in Boston on Monday? Um, so I don't know. I think he was, they were thinking about driving up cause he's going to DC cause his girlfriend is in DC. She goes to Georgetown. Super smart. Um, but, uh, geez, I just lost my train of thought. At any rate, he was going to go there. Um, and they were going to drive up from DC to Boston, but I think they're flying now. Um, so I don't know exactly when their flight gets in, but I think they're getting in Sunday night. Okay. So they're going to stay in Boston Sunday night and then we'll meet them there Monday morning, whenever. Yeah, and the hockey game's at 1 p.m., so we'll go down, 
maybe maybe grab a few drinks or you know food or whatever whatever is your uh your desire and we'll cool we'll hit hit the game i know they want my to uh too, so my my sleep schedule is i'm wait, i've been waking up pretty early the past few days so i should be good to keep up with you as far as morning wake-ups All as right. long as you don't get too hammered <laughs> dude i'm a bit concerned how much i've been drinking recently like <laughs> i think after this weekend and i guess honestly too like when we're when we're just chilling, don't have to drink because you know you're you're off the sauce. So that would honestly be good. But Monday, like I'm gonna feel so bad the next day, and I think after that I might want to chill for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't don't have second thoughts. Be a be a party animal while I'm there, and then you can do your damn bitch. What the fuck was that for? That shit almost gave me epilepsy. Mm-hmm. It's so bright. Can I um? Can I go run to my mom's to get that box of insurance? She won't bring it to me. You got the endurance to run that far, or did you want to take my car? Don't talk about that. That was a dad joke. <laughs> he fucking hates me. <laughs> like fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Um, dude, but no, I, I will, we'll get after it. Karaoke too. I always end up too drunk because like, I, like I want to sing, but I get a bit nervous. So then I just like slugging beers. And then next thing you know, I'm embarrassing myself trying to talk to a girl at the bar and waking up with just a fear the next day. <laughs> bro, bro, I was, I wrapped the entire chorus of Juicy to, or the entire first and second verse of Juicy today, practicing for karaoke night. Dude, oh, you know what's funny? Last week, I was there last weekend, and somebody performed Juicy, and there's, like, a handful of regulars that go every week, and they sing, like, the same song. And so I go up to this guy, like, hey, man, that's awesome. He's like, thanks. I was like, is that, like, your song? Because I got a buddy coming next week, and he wants to perform it. But, like, that's your song, man. We won't we won't take it. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good, man. You're good. So <laughs> is, Was that a real conversation? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, thanks for, thanks for asking in advance for me. Yeah, dude. I should Because, dude, like... They're all nice people at Castaways is the name of the bar. They're all nice people, but they're also the kind of people that, like, either they have a gun in their truck or they can kick your ass if you pissed them off, you know? Yeah. So, like, you want to be careful there. But it's, it's a good spot if you're, if you're uh, you know, if you're not causing trouble. Duly noted. Duly noted. Duly noted. The one good thing about not drinking and going out is you can trust yourself. Dude, that's a huge thing. Like, uh, like, like I sh- every time I wake up after drinking the last few times, I've just felt like I said some dumb shit. I don't think I've said anything bad, but you know how you just kind of wake up and you're like, oh shit, what do I do? <laughs> I remember that feeling. Yeah, it's not fun. No, it's not fun at all. It's not a good feeling. It's actually the worst. Oh yeah, the fear. Yes. Well, that's I'll right. look. I'll look after you, Willie. Yeah, exactly. You can pull me out of trouble when I inevitably get into it. <laughs> me and you end up in a bar fight at Castaways. <laughs> and you start it. <laughs> I'm like walking <laughs> away and you're like, no, Willie, you got to kick his ass. Little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we almost kicked that guy's ass on the, the top level of BrewDog? Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I wish we would have kicked his ass. Dude, I was fired up that day. That was a legendary day. It was legendary. She te- she texted me for my birthday yesterday, and I was like, "Thanks." Are they Tell still me. together? 
I think so. But also, I think he has a brain tumor or something. So I don't know exactly what's going on. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it's some shit, dude. But I, I've tried to distance myself from it. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's heavy. Yeah, dude, it's pretty heavy. Is there... Do you have any idea of the prognosis? Well, she told me this in... It was like right around Labor Day weekend, I think. So it was that beginning of September. So it was a few months back. Um, and then, like she had been talking about like maybe she wanted to like move to new England or anything or something like that. And I was like, listen, if you like, please don't do that for me because like, if you move here, like I don't want to like date you necessarily because of shit that happened. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, well. and it was like, it was like an amicable conversation. And it, it just kind of ended us as being like, all right, we probably shouldn't talk anymore. Just Cause it's like not healthy to keep texting each other, whatever. So we decided not to, and I hadn't heard from her in a while. Um, but, and that, at that point, that was when she kind of told me because she had been like texting me and like hinting that she was like, yeah, there's just like stuff going on and there's a lot of stuff. And like, I'll tell you at some point. It's like, I don't know what was happening. And then she told me, she's like, yeah, like he's got like a brain tumor. And I mean, she, we didn't get too heavy deep into it, but my understanding of it was like, it wasn't good prognosis, but like, I have no idea what's happening because like, I, I hadn't actually talked to her until yesterday since that, that uh, September. So. Have been a while, so I have no idea what's going on. Was yesterday pretty plain Jane? Yeah, she sent a picture of the dog and said Tessie wanted to say happy birthday. Cool, thanks. I, I didn't say that. I think I was, you know, I said something like, like, oh, thank you, Tessie, and like, like, thank you, whatever, and then that was it. But it was like one text back and forth, and that was it. So, mm. pretty chill. Mm. Yeah. Are you? If this is too much for the podcast, just nah, dude. say a safe word. But are are you pretty? Are you getting distanced emotionally from that, or is yeah, it one of those dude, things where uh, when you hear from her, you're like, oh fuck? No, it's it's gotten better. To like, I I yeah, I'm definitely like uh, I'm distanced from it emotionally, and it, it helps too because like when I was living in Ohio and she was in Ohio, it was like she was there, right? So like. You know, it was pretty easy to be like, oh, like, let's get coffee or let's get a drink or something. That happened every once in a while. But now it's like we live completely different areas of the country. So it's a lot easier to like, not think about it because whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's good. And, and you know, we're, we're we're moved on and struggling to, to meet a new girl. But, you know, that, that's all right. Just takes one, brother. Dude, you just got to win one. I deleted all my dating apps. You did? You said you're going to go premium and, and you're going to tear it up in New Hampshire. Well, maybe I'll download it again for New Hampshire shorties, right, but right. I, I I got sick of it here in Syracuse already. I deleted it. Dude, I don't know what how you feel about dating apps, but I think they're pretty like rough on the mental health side of it. And I think specifically for like guys... Like, kind of, like for me, it kind of, like, fucks with my self-worth a little bit, which is so dumb to say, but, like, I don't get a ton of matches, and I'm like, all right, what am I doing wrong? I don't know. It makes me feel that way, too, at times. Yeah. I, I get some matches, but a lot of the times, they're not, like... They're not what you I'm, would have I, in your I, head of, like, a person you would want to... I fear I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound vain... For the podcast, obviously, no, dude, me and you, I'd say say openly, but there's like yeah. echelon of women. There's dude, like girls if, that. If you think about those apps too, they're not like 
you know, hinges, whatever, and you can, like, have show a whole personality, but at the end of the day, you're, like, looking at someone's pictures and kind of being, like, oh, yeah, you're hot or you're not, like, and, and the girls are doing that to us, too, right? Like, if a girl doesn't swipe right on me, she doesn't think I'm attractive, most likely. Exactly. I, don't think I don't think there's anything in my profile that would be, like, a giant red flag, like, oh, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty neat potatoes, like, super basic. Um, no matter that's what... fine, like, like, I, like, that's fine, like, I get it, it is what it is, but... <laughs> No matter what these apps do to try to make it more an appearance, it's an appearance thing. And okay. and there's there are girls that are pretty, uh, I'd say, objectively unattractive. And then there's girls that are, you know, they're cute. Mm-hmm. And then there's girls that are, you know, like pretty, you know, like knockouts, you know, like yeah, really right. attra- attractive girls that the type of girl that if they decided they wanted to walk into a group of you know, men at the bar, and yeah, they wanted to get laid. It everyone would basically have their hand up, or most would have their hand up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, I I match with a lot of the girls that are, you know, in that unattractive tier and that, you know, that middle tier. Yeah. And none of the girls in the upper tier, and it, like you said, it makes me feel like shit about myself because I like go back to my profile and I'm like, what's wrong with my profile? Or like, you know, how could I be more attractive? Or like, right. what guys on this app are you know so much better than me Dude, and then... I, I, yeah i also think girls too like i think they treat the the apps differently right because you like the way i look at it, it's like right i'll kind of just like swipe right on everybody and then if i match them i can decide at that point but i feel like girls are way more selective of who they swipe on because they get so many fucking matches yeah. like a decent <laughs> oh looking girl will get... <laughs> a was... decent looking girl will get hundreds of matches Dude, oh my god like like unbelievable number of matches. I was at a, I was at a bar last week the other week with one of my coworker, and we were talking to these two girls, and then one of them was like showing us her Bumble dude, and she had just like pay, like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling with matches. And she was like, she's like, yeah, I've been talking to this one dude on Bumble for like a year and a half, but like I'm not ever gonna go out with him. And I was like, I was like, I want to find that dude, and like smack him because it's like, if you, if you talk to a girl on a, on a dating app for a year and a half, and she never hung out with you, like. That's so rough. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the, the, the good-looking girls clean up on those apps. They really do. And, and I don't know. I, I went out with a few of them, Will, and that I met, and it's gone okay. It's It's been cool, but I don't know. I, I get the lingering sense that, like, I'm not – not who I want to be quite yet in the dating scene. And I feel like I'm just like wasting my time sometimes. With, well, actually casual sex just really doesn't do it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want a connection with someone. I, I feel like I really can't get too into yeah. just like hanging and banging Dude, like I, I used I, to. I feel like you're going to like, if you're going to meet someone, it's got to be in like a more, um, what's the word? More natural way, you know, like, whether it's through an activity you do or, like, through work or through mutual friend or something, like, you're going to have to, like, really connect. I feel like you got to connect with somebody on a pretty deep level, and it's hard to do on these apps. It is, and I didn't fully empathize with, like, what you were saying a few weeks ago about how, like, frustrating it is to meet someone within the constraints of a date because mm-hmm. you're, like, almost, like, forced to look for them as, like, girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, girlfriend material. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's hard, and it's a bit annoying because, like – on the date, you're going to act as if, like, it's going great. Like, do you cut them off halfway and be like, this isn't going to work? Or do you let it go and let it linger for a bit? I don't know. It got, right. too much frust- 
it got too frustrating and I was like, I'm way too fucking broke to be investing this much time into this. Like, I, let me yeah. just let me just focus on my money and getting my life together. And like you said, I'm sure the right girl will come across in activities and probably the same way for you. You know, like like you said, like these apps are hard as hell to meet good girls on because girls just clean up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I think it's just so much easier to stick out when it's a, a situation where you know you can meet them in person and charm them with your personality and all that jazz. But, um, dude, I just gotta like, get out and do stuff. I, I, I've been procrastinating. Like, one of my, I don't know if you want to call it a New Year's resolution or not, but one of my goals for this year was to just sign up for some activities and just do stuff. <laughs> and I haven't really done much yet. Um, <laughs> so I gotta like, I mean, I've been like, I've been doing social things, but I want to sign up for like a structured activity that doesn't involve drinking, whether it's like a kickball league or like, I don't know, like a group music class or something like that. So I can just go out and it, it doesn't even have to be like to meet girls. It could just be to meet people. And I don't know. It's just fun. Bro, we could do something like that this weekend. Dude, we could, we could find, I don't know, like a singles event makes it sound like you're, you're in your fifties, <laughs> divorced, <but laughs> something like that. Dude, <laughs> There's gotta be events where it's like you go and you do something fun and structured and, and you just kind of hang out. In a low pressure environment, so Im- improv comedy, you know, paint and paint and sip classes. Dude, paint and sip honestly sounds so fun. I know, I know. What I want to do is I want to play in a in a like a beer league, hockey league, but they're always full because New Hampshire's small and there's like nothing to do here. So there's like one league and it gets full. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bang on that door. Yeah, dude's like, let me in. <laughs> I was, I've been getting, well, oh, last thing on the, dude, we, we can go ice skating together. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you'd have to hold my hand because I don't know how to ice skate. Dude, that'd be super romantic. We <laughs> 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 fucking, we, <laughs> it's a boys trip to try to get chicks and we end up just fucking. <laughs> go on dates with each other. <laughs> Dude, there's, like some, there's like some family guy like montage skit in there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, <laughs> just imagining like Bennett walking into a New Hampshire bar and it's just, <laughs> just me and you holding hands in the corner. Sharing a milkshake with two straws. <laughs> A piece of spaghetti. If Bennett, if Bennett hypothetically walked into a room where you and me were sharing a milkshake, how do you think he would react? Do you think he would just like look at us and I feel like he would look at us, make that you know how he kind of like walks in a room and he kind of make, makes a face sometimes, like not not any like it's just, I don't know maybe it's just his face, but he kind of like looks. I feel like he would do that and leave. <laughs> yeah, he he looks and shows disappointment and then leaves. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't audibly say anything or, like, shake his head. It's just, like, his facial expression. I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about or if it's even a real thing, but I can, like, picture him doing that and just be like, bye. Dude, <laughs> dude, I can see him now walking down the stairs with his headphones in, iPad in both hands, and red basketball shirts with, with no shirt on, giving us a look and then going back upstairs at 4.30 in the afternoon. Or or the look where, like, he was he was in his room for, like, two days in a row. And then it was Saturday night, and he was, like, ready to drink, and he would just come down and be like, okay, <laughs> like, let's go. 
and then he'd be fucking obliterated <laughs> in the next 28 minutes. And now, uh, he's a, now he's a lawyer and he owns a house. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Dude, that's crazy. We should invite Ben and Zach. As, no, we can't because my apartment house is like maybe one and a half people. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's any UNH games the following weekend, but I was going to go to Cleveland because Rachel's out of town. It means Zach, we're going to go to a Cavs game and a Corday concert. Oh, that sounds fun. There are UNH games is the problem. Oh, I figured. That's right. Maybe we do that. Um, The MMA fight was that March. Yeah, so pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be sick. Dude, I think if we're going to do it, I, I think we should do a boys weekend, though, up in the Northeast. Like in the summer, there's like nice lakes in New Hampshire. We could do like an Airbnb in a lake and then we could hit Boston for a night. That'd be fun. That'd be super sick. Well, when we when we do our next PowerPoint presentations to pitch ideas, that'll be my idea. Sounds good. I really are you down for the UFC fight? I would be. Yeah. When when is it again? I know. I, I literally just asked you this, but I can't remember what you said. No, it's okay. I haven't checked in a while. One second. Is it? Isn't it in March? Isn't it end of March? Uh, let's see. March fifth. Oh, beginning of March. Oh, fuck. Oh, I can't go to that. There's hockey that weekend for UNH. Holy shit, that's like in two weeks. Yeah. Actually, that might be the the same day that Oliver Tree performs in New York City, which I'm going to. Ooh. Yeah, well, but do you want to figure something out? It, does, like, doesn't even, it, it can literally be anything like that. Or it could be like over the summer we go to Cleveland and we go to a baseball game or a concert or some shit. Like, doesn't, it doesn't really matter what we do. Oh, wow, he's actually in Ohio. Wait, he's in Columbus that same weekend. Wow. 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 All right, Owen Wilson. One thing I was thinking, Will, with doing structured activities is you might not meet girls, but you might make guy friends that have girlfriends. Exactly. You know, and then you get inserted into a group and then – Maybe none of those girls will – sorry. Yeah. Maybe no, one of those girls is interested or maybe they're they not interested but they or... know a girl that would be perfect. Exactly, dude. And that's what it's all about, right? You just go out to, like, in- increase your social network. And you go out there and, and you make some buddies and, you know, worst-case scenario, you just do a fun activity. Best-case scenario, you get a new group of friends. So, But it is also, like, a little weird making friends with people at our age, I feel like. I don't know, because, like, in college, right, it's so, like, you just live with someone, and you become friends with them, but at this age, it's, like, it's, like, maybe through work, or, like, I don't know, it's, it just feels forced. Not that you can't, but it's just a little different. Remember the book I was telling you about that I was listening to, where he he says, uh, you know, don't don't tell yourself she's too hot for you, tell yourself she's hot, but is she cool? Um, mm-hmm. You're not bothering her, you're making her night. It's, like, basically like a bro pickup book but Mm -hmm. he talks he talks about how a lot of the he's like a dating coach i guess and a lot of the guys he talks to around our age are feel like the ship has sailed on making new friendships and he's like yeah it is a little harder to make friendships but if you put in the effort you'd be surprised that people are actually willing to make new friends 
it just doesn't smack you in the face like it used to. Yeah, like exactly. You said you have to put in the effort. So if you met a, a bro through a hockey league and then you were like, hey, man, I know this is a little weird, but I'm kind of new in town. Could we grab some drinks? You do that twice, and then you guys are basically friends. Dude, yeah, no, for sure. I've actually knew that some of my coworkers who are who are pretty cool dudes. Um, so that's been fun. We we've been hitting the town and going out. And, and again, it does. I feel like for guys too, it can be a pretty shallow relationship, right? Like, or that's a weird word to use, a shallow friendship. You can just kind of like talk about sports or talk about like whatever, and it's it's like pretty easy. Get get a beer, watch a game, call it a day. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that's all a male friendship kind of needs to be. I mean, if we're being honest, like I won't, I won't put our friendship to that level. Obviously, we're we're pretty we're pretty close friends. But at the end of the day, like we drink and we watch sports. Like when we were in Arizona, like that's what we did. I know. <laughs> Which, hey, man, that's that's all I need in life, honestly. Dude, especially now that mobile sports betting is legal in New York, I'm good. Dude, I'm not a big gambler. Good. That's a great. That's a that's a great thing. I have other vices, like the drinking. Is mobile legal in New Hampshire? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is, but I don't think it is in Massachusetts yet. It's fucking addicting and so much fun. It makes Boy, every single game you watch that much more compelling. Dude, going back to not not getting too high on the highs and too low on the lows, I can imagine like. That sucks when you when you lose a lot of money, and then it's amazing when you make money. Bro, I've cussed at my phone more times in the past three months from watching tennis than I can <laughs> admit. I, I'm familiar with every top 100 player on the ATP tour right now for that reason. <laughs> oh, he's no. a big oh he's a big underdog, but he's a chance tonight and putting money on that one dude from Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Bet on a fucking Swede the other night. Dude, um, I remember there's a guy I worked with at the Islanders, and he was, like, very heavy into gambling. <laughs> he would be, like, watching, you know, a, a soccer game from freaking Turkey at, like, 2 in the <laughs> afternoon because he'd have money on it because he lost money the night before, so he was trying to make it back. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's how I fucking – I've always been a big tennis guy, but that's how I got back into it because the tournaments are all over the world, so sometimes it's the only game you can get at 4 a.m. And I was just like, <laughs> like, I need to win before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I paid 20 a month to go out, stream all the matches live on the ATP app. <laughs> oh, dude, that is that is degenerate behavior, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No, it isn't. <laughs> hey, I can't judge, man. Like I said, I wake up every Saturday morning and <laughs> hate my life just a bit. But it's fine. I was... You were talking about how the the hockey league gets full. I was looking up last night how professional tennis works. Do you care to hear how it works? Dude, I would love to know about how professional tennis works and also your plan on how you can get on the tour. Well, here's the thing, Will. We could play on the the ATP tour if we wanted to because here's how tennis works. So there are three tours you need to be aware of. Well, in the, let's let's say four for the U.S., so in the U.S., there's the USTA, the United States Tennis Association. Not to be confused with the University of Texas San Antonio, which is UTSA. Correct. Thank you for pointing that out because <laughs> that could have been problematic down the line. Okay. There's, there's the USTA, which offers uh, recreational leagues up to 
tournaments with prize money up to $300 for first place. Okay. So the way the USTA works is you schedule a hitting lesson with a USTA trained professional, and they give you what's called an NTRP rating. An NTRP rating is essentially like your golf handicap for tennis. Mm-hmm. So 1.0 is you can't get over the net. Seven, 6.0 or 7.0, I, I think it's 7.0, is a touring professional. So a 3 is about like a good high school player. A 4.5 is like a D3 player. And then it goes up from there. Mm-hmm. So you get a USTA professional to give you an NTRP rating. And then based on your NTRP rating, you can enter those tournaments via the USTA. So if I got an NTRP rating of a 3.5, the USTA holds tournaments that are NTRP 3.5 and below open draws. So I could sign up for that tournament for, say, 50 bucks, and then play in it against the other 3.5s. Dude, you should do that. That'd be so fun. I really want to. I'm going to. I'm it's, a great ex- way, it's a great way to stay in shape. Definitely. I've been looking up local uh, professionals. I'm going to buy a lesson package. I can get like six or seven for a couple hundred. So I think it'll be sick. But yeah, that does sound fun, yeah. So the USTA goes up until uh, up to open draw. So open draw is essentially anything like above a 5.5. And mm-hmm. that's like a anyone can enter. Professionals can enter if they wanted to. Tennis tournament, the main prize is normally around $300. No professional ranking points for anything USTA related. So that's the first tier of tennis. Then there's the ITF, which is the International Tennis Tennis Federation. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a series of about, I think they do about 300 to 400 tournaments per year, uh, ITF tournaments. So ITF tournaments can have prize money either 15,000 total or 30,000 total, uh, total prize money for the, for the tournament. So the way the tournaments work is there is... The first, um, it's basically open sign-up for any of them. They're all over the world. The first uh, people that get accepted are anyone with professional points in the ATP, which is the main tennis tour. Mm-hmm. Then people with any ITF points, which is the like the G League, if you will, mm-hmm. of tennis, the minor league of tennis. And then the third is uh, preferred wild cards. So, say, local college players in the U.S. or you know, local Spanish players in Spain, so on and so forth. Anyone the tournament director knows and can get into the card, mm-hmm. <laughs> into the tournament draw, I should say, or the qualifying draw. And then the fourth will is open signups. So there's a waiting list for these tournaments. And basically, whoever you can sign up at the tournament location the day before the tournament, anyone who doesn't show up or ducks out, if you end up being next in line on the alternate list, you can play in an ITF tournament. So some tournaments are super popular. So the ones in the U.S., for example, will have like 100 people on the waiting list because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that want to get into the tournament. But mm-hmm. in some obscure country like the Qatar ITF tournaments, normally you can just sign up and get on the list as an alternate. So there's like videos online of like complete fucking chumps playing in ITF tournaments. And, you know, just because they got on yeah. the draw and they paid – you have to like have an ITF membership, which is like a hundred a year, but that's essentially it. And then, if you do actually get into one of these tournaments, then you play and play and play. And if you if you win, if you get to a certain point in the tournament, then you get ITF points. And essentially, 
once you have enough ITF points, then you can enter what's called a challenger event on the ATP tour. And if you get enough points on a challenger event, then you can play in the main ATP tournaments, which is professional tennis. So ATP tournaments will, the challenger, the ITF tournaments will pay like two grand to the winner. The challengers will pay like 10 grand to the winner. And the ATP, you get into like fifty hundred million dollar prizes. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, like you said, the hockey thing is a waiting list. If you want to play pro tennis, you essentially sign up on a waiting list to a whole bunch of different tournaments until you fucking get into one of them. So you're basically just a hop, skip, and a jump away from being on the, the professional tennis tour. What are you saying? Yeah, I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away from being on the card. I guess the level of tennis is incredibly high, even at like the ITF tournaments. Like there's no duds anywhere. But yeah, dude, it's like in professional sports, it's so easy for us to sit here on our couches and be like, Oh, like they're good, but like if I've trained I could be that good, but I don't know, man. Like I think about golf, right? Like I'm a pretty shitty golfer, but I can hit like a decent shot every once in a while. And so like right, you, you joke with your buddy like, Oh, I could play on tour, but those guys are so good and there's so many of them. And I'm sure it's the same with tennis, right? Like the, the top echelon of tennis players are probably so good. And then even, right, so, like, even even the guy who's, like, 150th in the world, the margin between, like, him and Nadal is probably so thin but so hard to get over that little that little hump to be that, that good as Nadal or Federer or Djokovic or whatever. Sports science did a thing. Djokovic used to – Djokovic is now, you know, number one in the world and has been for a long time. Anti-vax. But- yeah, he uh, he he was around like the seventy to eighty range for a couple of years, and sports science did a thing about you know like what changed in you know Novak's game to make him mm-hmm. from number eighty to number one, and I forget the exact numbers, but it was something like he won like six percent more points, and his serve increased by like two miles per hour, and his first serve percentage went up by like ten percent, mm-hmm. like the margin was so narrow for him mm-hmm. to go from number 80 to number one. Right, right. But then the, the, the difference between, like, again, Djokovic is the 80th player at the time in the world compared to you, like, <laughs> who played some high school tennis, like, is so vast. <laughs> no, that, and that's not like a dig at you, obviously. Like, <laughs> it's just... It's the truth. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's crazy how good these guys are. I, I had a buddy in high school who was Serbian, and he loved Novak Djokovic because he's also Serbian. <laughs> like, they, like, oh man, dude, they they love their their tennis over there in Serbia. Those guys are superstars. Fed because there's Nadal. not there's not like there's not actually like, Serbian like there's not a ton like I guess uh, who's who's the basketball player Djokovic is he Serbian? Uh, yeah, Nikola I think Djokovic. He is. But yeah. anyway, there's not there's not like a ton of like famous Serbian athletes, right? It's so like the ones that are like they love them. Like in America, we have countless number of famous athletes, but like they, t- they love in those countries, they love their guys that are that are, that make it big. I feel like Andy Roddick got really popular in the U.S. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. There's not a ton of like male superstar tennis players that are American. Andy Roddick is one. I don't. Pete Sampras, John McEnroe. Oh, McEnroe. I guess Andre Agassi, was he American too? Was he Australian? Agassi? I thought he was American. Uh, maybe he was American. That's not right. right. But, but, like, currently, right, like, like uh, Andy Roddick's probably the, the most recent, like, superstar American male tennis player. 
Yeah. Because, like, those guys, Pete Sanford, those guys were from a while ago. I remember one of my first ever video games, it was, like, one disc, and it had NCAA football 05, and then whatever the, the tennis name video game was. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually geek. It was probably, like, Hot Shot Pro Tennis 11. Yeah, dude. But I remember, yeah, like, Pete Sanford was in the game, dude. You had to play with Pete. Tennis is a, a game that does not translate well over to video games at all. I, I don't know, man. It's pretty fun. The other one that I had, my uncle bought it for me because he's a big fisherman. He bought me a fishing video game. <laughs> it was awesome. Like, you just drive a boat around, you catch these big-ass fish. <laughs> your controller vibrates whenever you have a bite. Dude, like, that ass. Your controller vibrates. And you got you to gotta set the hook. You got to reel it in. But you, you, got, you can't, you know, you got to make sure you have enough slack so the line doesn't break. It was, it was hard. <laughs> On the on the Xbox, not even the 360, the OG Xbox. Oh gosh, the PS One. Dude, I was I was thinking about the FIFA Street game today too. I, I never played play. that one. FIFA Street and NFL Street were so fun, dude. We, me and my buddies, wasted so much time in my basement playing those stupid video games. <laughs> were you a but backyard? So were you a backyard football kind of guy? Bro, I would wake up. Right, because backyard sports were huge when we what we we had been like six or seven, like when they first kind of like came out. I think I would wake up at like five thirty in the morning on a Saturday and go to the computer and play backyard baseball for hours. <laughs> and yeah, backyard football, dude. Oh man, like th- those are the greatest games ever. If they if they came out with backyard baseball on PlayStation, I don't know, I don't know which one I have now. Four maybe. If they came out with that and I could get it on my PlayStation, I would go out and buy it tomorrow and I would play it all the time. I wonder if it'd even be fun anymore. It probably wouldn't. Like, it, the nostalgia of it would probably wear off pretty fast. But video was, games were so brand new when we were growing up. Dude, I remember really even were. my dad was obsessed with video games because they were just so new, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I kind of backed you in the corner there. I'm like, it's just so cool, you know. You're like, yeah. No, I was, I was trying to, I was trying you to, like, fucking, you fucking I was, idiot. <laughs> I was trying to say something, but not like sound dumb because obviously, like, video games were around before I was born in 1995. But yeah, I feel like they they got super mainstream around the time we were growing up, right? Like when I feel like when the Xbox 360 came out and like the like Halo and the Call of Duty, they, when those came out is when they really started to like kind of get advanced and people like loved them and got super obsessed with them. The release of online multiplayer, right? Yeah. Uh, oh dude, I never had Xbox Live and I think I missed out on, on part of my childhood because of that. You definitely did. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I never had the experience of talking shit to somebody. Did you ever play card games growing up, like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic the Gathering? No, I never did. I had Pokemans. I had Pokemans cards, but I didn't, like, actually play them. I just, like, had them. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, they might, I might still have them somewhere, honestly. I'm trying to remember if they're in my mom's house still. I don't know. I, get, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments when I was a kid. Like, go to... It was actually a ton of fun. You'd go to a card store, and you'd sign up for the the tournament and you bring your deck and everyone was so excited and then mm-hmm. you get the tournament draw and then you'd go down and you duel your first guy and then duel your second guy and it was normally like double elimination and that was how i would spend my saturdays and my mom would give me taco bell after 
actually some of the coolest memories of my childhood. I wish I would have played a little bit more of it, but um, I, I gave an Uber ride to a guy two days ago, and I was like, hey, I was in an especially good mood. I forget. It wasn't for any particular reason. I, you ever just some days you wake up and you're, you feel like there's like a cool trumpet playing in the background and like the day's just going really well? Yes, you just like you're in a good mood. Those are the best days. <laughs> oh, I, I've learned to savor them because yeah. sometimes they're for no fucking reason. You just wake up and like you're in a good Dude, mood for whatever this, this reason. Is kind of, this is kind of a side note, and I don't like I don't mean to interrupt your story. We can get right back to it, but I, I, there actually there are oftentimes I feel pretty good. I'm making good breakfast. I'm driving into work, and like the music's good. I'm feeling good, but just and it's not like and it's just I, our office is in like an old building. Like it's it's basically like a high school type feeling gym that we work in and like i'll walk into the building and just be like Bleh. like it just kind of sucks the life out of me a little bit <laughs> which is no. the worst because i'm like in a good mood and i'm like ready to go and like ready to work hard and i get to the building i'm just like fuck <laughs> it reminded me of those like little disney shorts that they make where the guy like his whole life is in color and then he goes to work and everything goes gray dude exactly but it's not even like the work because the job really like you know it's it's kind of cool it's sports like i like the people i work with and everything but it's just like literally the physical space (laughs) physical space is important man it is dude like you gotta be comfortable and like you gotta be like i don't know like excited to go to work you can be in like a janky ass room or you could be in like a well-lit good smelling like the, an ambient music playing like the office i worked romance in, is real the office i worked in in brooklyn was like unbelievable like it was the classic company trying to like appease their employees but i really think it worked because they had like it was like an old renovated like like mill like storage building in new york somewhere and the nets had their practice court in the floor above where like all of our offices were um and it was, like, so much natural light and, like, all the equipment was new and the, the chairs were comfortable. And they had, like, a fully stocked kitchen with, like, all these snacks and all these drinks. And, like, there was literally a barista on staff that came and, like, made, like, Starbucks drinks at work every day. And it was free. You just go up and get, like, a cold brew or something. And they had, like, a game room with, like, like Papa Shot and an Xbox um, and a ping pong, ping pong table. Dude, it was, like, the sickest office ever. And it was, like, kind of exciting to go to work every day because, like, the energy was cool. Sometimes you got a little unproductive because you played ping pong for an hour at lunch. But <laughs> <laughs> it was still awesome. <laughs> fucking, fucking epic. Unreal kid. I know. Uh, I always forget that you work for the Nets. Just before they got the big three, too. Yeah. Dude, they were they had a good little team though when I was there. It was like Jared Allen was there and uh Spencer Dinwiddie was good. They had Karis Levert, they had Joe Harris, who I think is still there. Um D'Angelo Russell was on the team. So like they had like a decent little team, but but yeah, they then with KD Kyrie and James Harden, which we, we all know didn't last too long for them, but No, it didn't work out. And when you when you were there, that that team really had identity because they had the the coach too that a lot of people liked. Atkinson, I think, was his name, right? Does that that sound sounds right. right. Yeah. No, dude, they 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 had a good thing, man. And that was like the first year they did those biggie the biggie jerseys with the Kuji outline. Do you, have you seen those? Uh, no. Dude, they're pretty sick. I feel like actually you would love one of them if you if you get your hands on one. Um, but they had like, it was just like a black jersey. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was white. It was one of the two. Um, 
but on, like along the trim on like the the arms and the neck it had like you know the kooji sweater pattern let me uh let me look them up now i think i know what you're talking about like yeah like the sweaters like biggie would have worn in the 90s um and then they had like biggie nights where they they were like they would switch out the court so it was like it had kooji pattern on the court and they would play all biggie music and everything so it's pretty sick dude um so they, they had a good thing going honestly Oh, shit. Yeah, I know these. I, I never knew those were a Biggie tribute. That's sick. Yeah, dude. It was dope, obviously, because he's a, he's a big Brooklyn guy. Um, Bed Stewie. I went to one Nets game, and I saw the Biggie mural in bed and the game was – I think you actually helped me get the tickets. Dude, I think I remember that. I think I wasn't working there anymore because it was, like, after I quit, but I think I still was able to get you tickets somehow. I remember that. Yeah, you got me awesome tickets. It was really cool. And they played the Hawks in, in – uh, Jerome works for the Hawks now. Oh, does he really? Uh, yeah, yeah, he does work for the Hawks. Hell he, yeah, dude! I feel like that's a perfect fit. Jerome working in the NBA is just about the perfect thing. <laughs> well, Jerome, dude, Jerome's a dark horse for a millionaire friend that we might have one day. I, I swear, that kid just surprises you every time. I feel like, like he's just an underdog, you know? Yeah. Well, he he got a um he got a master's degree from Northwestern, dude. That's a good school. Yeah, and I was talking to him on LinkedIn a few months ago, and he is in some, like, academy part-time to become a registered sports agent. Oh, damn. Yeah, and I could see I could see him doing great, like, with something. Yeah, like. yeah, 100%. So he has the NBA, he's got the sports industry, he's worked for fucking 20 different NBA teams, and, you I think know. He worked, I think he worked for the Peach Bowl for a year, like, as, like, kind of a year-long, like, uh, internship whatever you want to call it um intern for the bulls yep ohio state basketball i think as well yeah he did he did a bunch yeah he's on the event management staff for ohio state for a while let me read it off actually i can pull up his linkedin quick dude unreal shout out jerome if you he ever hears this that's my boy <laughs> he's the man i remember i went to go visit him one time in chicago and he he made a bowl out of an apple inside a parking garage next to the big old bean there <laughs> and i like thought it was just like gonna be like a gimmick thing so i took a i took a big rip of it bro like, fuck you <laughs> i could hardly pronounce my fucking name that day dude i was, I went, so, I was so fucking banged i went to chicago to see jerome one time it was it was after we graduated um and oj was there and josh and galley and Oh man, was someone else there? I can't remember if there's anyone else there. Was Hopeton there? No, I don't think Hopeton was there. But at any rate, dude, we just went to Jerome's house and his parents weren't home, so we just got like obliterated. And we went out. It was Martin Luther King weekend, so we had an extra day. We went out. I got up there Friday, and like immediately upon getting to Jerome's house, OJ handed me like two shots of gin, and we just started drinking Corona. And then the next day. We went out to brunch at like 11 a.m. I think we ended up running into Maddie Makeley because she's in Chicago. And we drank from like 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. The next day, like everyone was hungover as hell. There was the, the AFC championship game was that day. And so OJ and me were watching the Pats. And OJ decided he was going to drink. This man just started drinking Corona. And he, I swear he drank like 24 beers that day. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, could, I was like, I couldn't get off the couch because I was so hungover. <laughs> And then OJ had to fly home the next day, and he puked on the plane. <laughs> Dude, I remember every time I go down to that 15th floor, it was just madness. <laughs> they were insane. 
if I, we we were total pussies compared to those guys. Oh yeah, dude, they were drinking like all the time, all the time. Oh my god, any every point of the day they were hammered. Well, because they had whiskey down there, they had a uh, fucking Darwin. Darwin, dude, like, and I feel like Andrew Rath was kind of like a dark horse of of getting fucked up sometimes. And then Jerome and Hopeton were just like the two easiest guys <laughs> to want to get drunk around. <laughs> they were so fun. <laughs> I miss Hopeton. I wonder how he's doing. Yeah, man, I haven't talked to Hopeton in a while, man. Jerome worked for the Chicago Sky, the Chicago Bandits, Ohio State Events, the Chicago Fire, Northwestern Athletics, the Chicago Bears, the Peach Bowl, and the Hawks. There you go. That's quite a list. Yeah. It's more than my list. My list is nothing compared to that. Oh, well, you don't need to. Actually, that's not true. Don't... I, 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 don't... I, I worked oh. for the crew. I worked for Ohio State event management. I worked for the Wolfpack. I worked for the Islanders and Nets. I worked for Ohio State IMG, and now I worked for UNH. Well, uh, bro, you like... IMG, whatever it is. Honestly, bro, and you worked for the West Hartford Amateur Baseball Association. I did. I was a coach. Is that on my LinkedIn? Are you looking at my LinkedIn right now? Ohio State Sports Marketing, Columbus Crew, Ohio State Athletics, Barnes & Noble. Oh, dude, bookseller. Dude, that was an underrated job because the discount was unbelievable for textbooks and then also all like the Ohio State gear. I totally forgot that you used to work there. <laughs> yeah, look, he hated that job. <laughs> it was fine. It's better than working in the fucking kitchen at Moral Tower Traditions. Was it you that I uh, had that 8 a.m. at the movie theater for Econ? Or was no, that Pell? No, I think, yeah, it wasn't me. I remember you guys talking about it, but I think that was maybe Pell. Or, was it Zach or was it Pell? I think it was Pell because Pell, Pell had got me up like the first two classes and then he just said like, fuck it and gave up on me. Whereas dude, you, when we took an 8 a.m. Yeah, together every morning, said... you would like be there for me. Dude, that was Jason's class. <laughs> and it was one of those things where like every morning I woke up you know, because, like, no one's really, like, happy initially waking up in the morning. I feel like you're kind of, like, you got to get out of bed. And once you're up and going, it's fine. But I would, like, <laughs> my alarm would go off. I would have a text from you that was, that was like, <laughs> I remember you always used to say, if I could get a wake up this morning, that would be trill. <laughs> and you would put the fire flame emojis. And then, like, I would, so I would see a text. I would go down. I would eat breakfast. I would come up and, like, shower and get ready and be ready to go. And I'd wake you up. And you'd be like, all right. <laughs> and you'd roll out of bed and we'd go. <laughs> Some days I'd put a sign on my door, Will, please wake me up. <laughs> and we'd have, we and we go to Jason's class. I remember one day I walked into Jason's class like 15 minutes late with a, a milkshake from the union, and he gave me a look like he wanted to fucking slit my throat. <laughs> Why on earth were you drinking a milkshake at 8 a.m.? Because <laughs> I was fat and lost. Because it was college and you could do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck I was doing? <laughs> Dude, that class was wild. That class was interesting, though. That was good. That class was incredible. One one thing I regret not doing, Will, is I, I regret not enhancing the academic experience with marijuana. I feel like classes like that, a nice little puff beforehand, I would have been in it like you couldn't believe. Dill, I feel like if you had applied yourself, you could have ended up finding a professor to get high with to discuss the literature in your class. Oh, uh, come on. You're going to make me sad. I know. <laughs> it was like kind of a joke. I mean, no, no, it, it's sad. Dude, do, do you think how? I would how, love that. How much do you think that happens though? Do you think? I guess now it's a probably 
I don't know. I honestly don't know if marijuana is legal in Ohio now, but like, do you think in a place where it's legal, do you think like professors are like token up with their students or do you think that's kind of frowned upon? I think it's a stigma that's getting shattered rapidly. Like, I guess it would be similar. Like you, you probably wouldn't expect a professor to go and have a drink with one of their students. Or, maybe not I mean, professor, but like this. if you're like a graduate research assistant, I could see like a group going out for a couple of drinks, just like you went out for a drink with your boss. I think weed eventually will become the same as like, yeah, going out for a beer or two. Like yeah. you go out, you go out to the pot lounge with your boss and have. Dude, a I will say, me, my, my boss is like, it's it's such a good working relationship because when we have to like talk about work and be serious, we absolutely can. But then like we all have such a good time. Like we go out, you know, like me and my boss and my my other coworker, we'll go out and have beers and like. Dude, last night was so fun. Like, we just we just had this like fancy ass steak dinner that the company paid for, which was awesome. And then we had some wine at the dinner, and then we were in the arena just like drinking beers. <laughs> she goes, she goes, because she's like married now, and so she's like our age, so she's not old or anything. But you know, I feel like when you're married, you, you, like you kind of like your social life is a little different, right? Like you're not going crazy. And so we were at the game, and I was like. I was like, we got to go out for beers. Like, it's my birthday. And she's like, all right, fine. I'll go out for one, but then I'm going back to the hotel. I got to go to sleep. <laughs> we were out until, like, one thirty in the morning <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> is, is like, the nature of your work, Will, where your boss is under pressure to, like, deliver? Or is it pretty laid back and so you she, guys just do what you can? So she is under pressure to deliver, but, like, we've been doing pretty good. Like, we hit our goal, our sales goal for this past year. Um, so like there is pressure, but also too, it's not like, like our school isn't necessarily expected to make a ton of money, right? Like Ohio state, like they're expected to go out and like sell a lot because it's a huge brand and they can monetize it really well. But at UNH, it's kind of like, if we do well, it's nice. And if we don't, it's kind of like, all right, like obviously putting the effort and try, but whatever. So it's definitely like a, it's definitely a, a relatively low pressure job, which is great, honestly, for me because I'm still kind of learning the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good place for me to learn and like get some tips and like see what works, see what doesn't work, and um, just kind of kind of grow that way. So it's been good for sure. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Have, have you given any more thought um, as if you want to stay a while or if you're going to look for anything new? Dude, honestly, like, I'm kind of in a nice little groove right now. I don't know that I do want to leave anytime soon. And, so, like I said, I'm starting to make friends with, like, other coworkers. So, I have a nice little, like, social circle going. Um, cool. And it's just it's just so nice. And, two, I didn't know this, but apparently our property at UNH, so the three of us, we're, like, the youngest property in the company in terms of our average age. Cause, so, I'm 27. My boss, I think, is going to be 27 in, like, a month. And then our other coworker, I think she's only, like, 22 and then meanwhile, there's other places where like the GM might be, you know, in their fifties or in their sixties. And so it's like, it's just a cool place to be. Um, and it's relatively close to home. I don't know. There's enough stuff going on. Like Boston's only an hour down the road. So it's not bad. Um, it's going pretty good right now. Good, man. Dude, I think it's so funny that you're going to be in New Hampshire. Like that just seems so random to me. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. You're going to get lost on on the drive, Dylan. I'm a little concerned. I, I resent that. And I've told you before, I don't appreciate this label that's attached to me that I don't show up to places or I get lost when I go to places. Well, you got it's lost unfair. at the airport in Arizona. 
Oh my god, for a brief period of time. Dude, you're it was like a half hour. <laughs> uh, okay, a half hour. And then did you you one time made a comment to me about like driving somewhere and I think you said something about like stopping in Maine on the way. <laughs> but you, you can't really stop uh, stop in Maine on the way to anything unless you're going to Canada or the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> cuz it's it's the farthest northeast of the country you can get. Listen, asshole. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Maine. It was stop in New Jersey to see my friend Steve, and I didn't know what direction I'd be heading to go to New Hampshire, so I didn't uh, know if I'd pass through New Jersey. Okay. Well, I'm gonna fucking be there so on time. It's gonna blow your fucking socks off. All right, and then we'll go to and then we'll go to karaoke, and then we'll you know shock the world with our vocal talent. Let's fucking go. I have oh, yeah. a, I have a doctor's appointment on Friday at eleven that will last about an hour, and then I was gonna leave right after. Nice. Being around like six six thirty. Dude, that's perfect. Then maybe we can grab some grub, and then we usually head over to the bar around like nine ish. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I was thinking I could, you know, shake off the cobwebs from the drive. Yeah, but... maybe do shower or something if you got if you're feeling you know sometimes you're on the road and you just kind of feel like blah, so you gotta freshen up for the ladies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Guzzle, gu- guzzle some water and take a shower. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you gotta hydrate. You gotta stay hydrated. You have to stay hydrated. It's critical. All right. Yeah. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Dude, I was thinking I kind of want to get a. Ha- I just got a haircut recently, but I've just been going to Great Clips, which like they do a, a good enough job. It's wherever, but I kind of want to find a place that can give me like a sick fade. That's not so douchey. <laughs> You sounded, you sounded like a guy that gets absolutely no poon in that sentence. I knew it immediately. Bro, bro, I knew it immediately. Bro, I've been going to Great Clips, but I kind of want a sick fade. <laughs> Tell me you haven't gotten laid in months without telling me you haven't gotten laid in months. Oh, no. I, I, uh, I, have, I have proof that I haven't gotten laid in months with, uh, with an app on my TV that I can show you when you get here. But, uh... <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Fucking gross, man. <laughs> it's not what you think. <laughs> I just don't want to say it in the public eye. Go, Dude, get a, any rate. go get a sick fade, brother. Yeah, I do want a sick fade, bro. Bruh. Yeah. I was thinking about getting a buzz cut, OJ style. OJ doesn't have a buzz cut anymore. Well, old OJ. Dude, I'll shave your head. Will you? Yeah, dude. It, it can, we can videotape it. I'm just nervous. I have bald spots. I was gonna shave well, the if head. Your whole, and... If your whole head is bald, then you, then you'd have just one giant bald spot. Well, I don't want to be bald. I want like a little bit of hair up top. Well, you may like a little military fade. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me you're single without telling me you're single. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ew, on the TV, dude. <laughs> Bro, have have you ever have you ever watched on a screen that big though? <laughs> yeah, it's epic, but it's also a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Honestly, the the hardest part about it is searching because I have to type in every letter with the stupid remote. So, like, I, honestly, I actually don't use it all that much because it's just like <laughs> t- it takes fifteen minutes to type one word, and so it's not ideal. But this is my life, and and, and it happens sometimes. So. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <sighs> All right, I'm going to tell you one more quick story of of that might get a nice little nice little chuckle out of you, and then maybe we can call it a night since we're 
going at going at like ninety minutes here. Um, let's let's try to get to ninety minutes exactly again. Okay, all right. We got we'll six talk. minutes in us. All right, I don't think the story will take that long, but we'll see. Anyway, so I'm gonna go get a glass of Kool Aid while you talk. I'm I'm listening. All right, but anyway, so we're at Castaways last week doing karaoke. When I get up there, give an amazing rendition of uh, Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band, gets the crowd going. I start talking to this, you know, this, I, I think I had like tried hitting on this girl that was there before I went up and then I, I finished singing and she said something to me. So he started talking. Turns out she has five kids. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you but, stepping in as a stepdaddy. Dude, but she like wasn't, she was like not, she was pretty cute. <laughs> so I, I probably said something <laughs> dumb. But I remember her saying, like, yeah, well, I had my first kid when I was 18. So <laughs> in my head, I'm like, you had your first kid when you were 18, and it didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she said, but she's like, yo, Mike's like, what are, you, what, are you out, what are you out for tonight? Like, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm just doing anything. <laughs> or she goes, like, I just want to do anything that <laughs> makes me not feel like a mom tonight. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> what did you say back to that? I don't know. I was probably probably something dumb. I think I got her number, but she didn't, like it was it, the the magic was gone after the night ended. So nothing nothing came of it. But you know, I thought she was shot. You got to give it a chance. And it sounds like you fumbled, buddy. Dylan, I, it sounds like every time I've talked to a girl at a bar, I fumbled. So I'm not surprised by that. It sounds like y'all could have fucking let loose in a stall that night. Yikes. Sorry, am I talking too raunchy for our podcast? Well, I don't know. If anyone's listening to this still at this point, good for them. They listen, they win a prize from our sponsor. Listen, man, I'm just a fucking Uber driver. I can say what the fuck I want, I guess. True. You're the one with something to lose. Oh, dude, true. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, kind t- cu- I'm kind of curious, too. Like, Obviously, I don't plan on saying anything that would get me fired ever, but like, like, You'd have to say something like pretty, pretty offensive. I feel like to get fired like right away. Like if they so ha- like my boss so happened to hear it, like right. Like I feel like unless it was super blatantly terrible, they might give you like like hey stop, <laughs> give you a little warning. Honestly, well, I don't think. I feel like obviously anything like directly racist, anything that right is criminal, anything. Right. That like you're talking super... bad about the company. Yeah, right. And you don't do any of those things. I mean, I think we kind of toe the line with, like, talk about girls and, you know, yeah, drinking like you going wanna, out, but... Like, everyone, like, I was literally just with, like, I was at a bar on a Tuesday at 1.30 a.m. with a handful of coworkers, so it's not like, <laughs> it's like people don't know that <laughs> we all drink, so... Exactly. Exactly. No, I do. We're keeping it above board. It's all good. And again, I can't imagine anyone actually listens to this other than Zach. I, I can just imagine Zach going to work, like listening to us, like chat with each other, and like him being happy to hear our voices. And something about it just feels so wholesome. <laughs> Dude, well, it's right. Honestly, it's. I mean, I don't know, man. Like the first episode I listened to, it made me happy because I was like, it, it, it started to get weird when I would talk. Like when you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend. Oh, dude, maybe that's what we could do Sunday. If Zach's free, we can we could do a a, li- a live recording with Zach calling in. I'm super down. Hell we could yeah, also brother. we can also ideate a bit. 
to maybe give this bad boy a bit more structure. I was gonna say, do you think we need more structure? Because I feel like I feel like we have different conversations every week, but they're also kind of the same every week. You know, I agree. I agree. Um, like variation on what we just talked about last time. There's always some new stuff. I think. I think what's been on my mind is. I just, I kind of just want to invite new people on to chat with us. It can be my friends. It can be your friends. Yeah. It can, I enjoy just having this space to just like talk and know it's recorded. So I would just like to start to invite people on. It can be our friends, your friends. And then maybe we get to a point where we're like 25 episodes in, we clean up the branding a little bit and stuff. And then we invite some people on that we think are kind of cool, you know, like minor league athletes and, yeah, dude, you know, like coaches are and super like super accessible and super easy, like easily reached on like with a quick DM. Like obviously, like Kanye West is never going to come on this, but like you know, like you just said, a, yeah, a minor league baseball player. Like, oh, dude, someone from the t- the the tour tennis, a tennis player. Yeah, something like that. I'm sure I could get like the world number six hundred on. You know, yeah. that would be fucking cool. I just be like, hey, man, like we just want to like we just want to meet new people. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then we just ask him about his tennis career and shit. And we I mean, clean you up. never know, too, like, how that could, I don't know, like, you just never know, like, how that could have, like, we were talking about, right, the little things that affect your life. You just never know how talking to that person for an hour could change your life, maybe. I, you just don't know. We don't. And that could lead us to being like, fuck yeah, we can do this. We can get even cooler people on. Yeah, and then we, yeah. Then we get Andy Roddick on. And then, you know. We, I mean, once we're at like 15, 20 episodes on Spotify, all above an hour, where we publish more than most podcasts do. And True. no one, no one needs to know about our listenership. You know, we're just two bros making a podcast. Exactly. It's super low barrier to entry. We could send anyone the anchor link. I'm cool to continue to do it on anchor. The audio is not perfect, but it works. Dude, it works pretty good. And like the fact that you, it's like literally you record it and the, I don't know how it works on your end, but you just pay, what do you just like? Press a button and it uploads. Like, that's so easy. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to upload last week, and I literally uh, uploaded it right before I sent you the link. Love it. I was looking at it, too. It looks like you can add, like, music and stuff to it or, like, background music or something. So it's definitely got some capabilities. So maybe that's another thing we could do. We could dig into it. Yeah, we can check it out and see what we can do on it in terms of, like, dressing it up a little bit. Yeah. Pay for a jingle in the beginning. Maybe we both buy professional mics and we switch over to a different software. Just little yeah. shit. Make it make it cooler and better. And I definitely want to start getting like people on. Yeah, for sure. We gotta do it. I think me and you could, you know, really give a decent interview. Yeah, and and do and like we're doing it consistently, right? Like uh, I think one week maybe we missed, but other than that, was this week five? Yeah, this is the fifth episode we're gonna be posting. So like we're we're getting after it, dude. So. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah. I, I actually consistent. look forward to it, dude. I actually look forward to it just because, I don't know, it's a good good chance to catch up. I agree, man. I love doing it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think just, like, general social anxiety, I'm, like, sometimes, like, an hour before, I'm like, oh, do I want to do the podcast this week. Like, that sounds like a lot. And then whenever I do it, I'm always so happy I did it. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes me feel so good. Like, tonight, I was, like, so tired. I was like, fuck, I, like was out too late last night and I just want to go to bed. But then we, and we did a little earlier this week too, which was good. I feel like, um, I wanted to stick to eight this week. Cause last week I kind of strung you along for a bit. 
And then I showed up like a fucking crackhead because my neighbor was smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, Dill, how you doing? I'm like, whoa, don't you ask. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I was doing fine until this asshole. <laughs> and then I just talk about it for two hours. That was part of why I didn't upload it. I'm like, do I sound like a fucking junkie? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, we hit 90 minutes. Do you want to do the honors? <laughs> Do, 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 see ya.